Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Thursday morning, thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Ingemar. It would be a little weird. Yeah. But I bet they'd be some basketball playing fools. Well, you put that basketball team on caffeine and you can't stop them at that point. They're getting I'm up down the court like you would not believe. So, I'm telling you, man, they need, can play it. We need to keep them out of the coffee. So, But by that same token, we want them to support Strange Brew Coffee House. And you should because it's a bulldog initiative business. That means when your money goes to Strange Brew, that money gets back into Mississippi State's athletes. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com is the website. Shop there for coffee. You can be enjoying a Strange Brew Coffee every day at StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for, especially the interlocking MSU. They've been doing great sales thanks to you guys. They appreciate it, but they've still got more great stuff coming. Check out their website, collegecornerstore.com, or their two locations in the Jackson area, originally by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, and their new Oxford location will open one week from today. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there for the grand opening of College Corner's newest location in Oxford. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant this football season, you know you're going to get at least one meal, at least one at Restaurant Tyler. We always say it's a special occasion whenever you eat out at Restaurant Tyler. But when you combine that with Mississippi State football, you just can't go wrong. So if you haven't already, make your reservations for opening weekend or any weekend you're going to be in Starkville to enjoy a great meal and a great time at Starkville's flagship restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. It's just this simple, guys. If you're going to have to talk to somebody about a loan, would you rather talk to your friends or you'd rather talk to strangers? Now, if you say strangers, by all means, continue to bank with a corporate bank, and maybe you'll get a loan and maybe you won't. But with priority one, when you're talking to the people in your community that know you, I think it it increases your chances for getting the deal that you want. Banking locally, just as important as eating and shopping locally. We talk about it all the time here on the podcast. 16 locations in central Mississippi means there's one near you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find it and let Priority One Bank make you their priority. As we sit here, uh, one week or one week from today, uh, the the real week one of college football begins. I, I I've decided I don't like the term week zero. I don't want to call it week one. Week one is next Saturday. Should this day? I want to call this the pre week. 
<laughs> the pre-week. The pre-week. You know, okay. it's like it's it's as somebody put it, it's like this is like the opening, the opening. This is not the main event. This is like the opening bouts. You know? This is this is uh this is, you know, the SmackDown women's tag team championship four-way match is here. We'll get to the main event next week. Make sure. So we're going to call it the pre-week going forward. So I love the pre-week. I don't get me wrong. You know, and should we pick this Vanderbilt game? We're both going to take Vandy, right? Yeah, I think at this point, I'm I'm kind of moving past Vandy struggling with, you know, I think they'll they'll win easy. weaker. Yeah, I mean, year. last year they destroyed Hawaii. Yeah. Um. And I think I might even pick Hawaii in this game. I can't remember, but they destroyed him. I yeah. think that I think they kind of moved past the. I agree. You know, they're so, they're going to struggle to Connecticut and some like that. Worry about it, and I mean, it because it, it doesn't make a difference. But, yeah. uh, yeah, we got football real for real football this day next week. Florida, Utah, uh, is happening. I believe Texas A and M is playing. There's another SEC team. There's an SEC network game. It's maybe Missouri. Now that I think about it, but. Regardless, yeah, real, real college football. I mean, that Florida-Utah game, that's a big game. I'm looking forward to that. And so it got me thinking, you know, about Mississippi State and, and, and the upcoming season. And, yeah, I feel like we've talked the stars to death, right? We've talked Rodgers. We've talked Tulu, Buki, Jet Johnson, Crumity. There are always guys that sort of come out of nowhere for you and, and make a huge contribution. Um, you know, if you're looking back to last season, Caleb Ducking might have been that guy. You know, he ended up like we talked about yesterday. He was he ended up being state's leading uh, touchdown catcher uh, a, a season ago. Um, maybe you want to say that Jet Johnson may have been that guy last year. I mean, to come out and, and lead the SEC in tackles, uh, pretty pretty impressive. Um, you know, and, and it's like that every year. There's always a guy or two that you know we're not talking much about in the preseason, and ends up becoming a big time player for Mississippi State. So let's let's do that today. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball, Robbie. Who's somebody that we haven't given a lot of hype to, or maybe we're just starting to give some hype to, because I know who I, I think I want to talk about. But who's somebody that, that we could be saying by the end of the year was a big player for Mississippi State? Um, I think you, you could be talking about Percy Lewis. He's a guy that's kind of emerged. It looks like he's taking over at left tackle, mm-hmm. barring something that, changes either for him or dollar bill over the next week mm-hmm. um jordan mosley was my guy in the spring and he's kind of been steady the entire uh fall camp for the most part being one of the top three or four wide receivers on the team seth davis has really emerged there's there's several guys that have started to kind of bring themselves to the surface here that we weren't talking about either in the spring or at the start of fall camp and you're starting to really see those guys kind of blossom a little bit. Now they got to put it together in the season when you're playing somebody else, but so far they look pretty good. Seth Davis, uh, if you read uh 24/7 today, if you read Paul's Bones, he talked about I'm sorry Paul's uh, Biscuits, my my mistake. Um he talked about Seth Davis and and the likelihood that on the depth chart he's already the second string tailback. That's a huge shock to me. It is me too. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, because you bring in. Sorry about that. Oh. You bring in Kevon Lee, and you just sort of think, okay, that's that's your that's your replacement for Dylan Johnson. You have Simeon Price. 
you saw a lot of Jeff Pittman in the spring game, but but Seth Davis, who you know, if you go back and listen to some podcasts, I think we talked about him. You know, I thought we thought he could make an impact on special teams because he's such an explosive guy. He's got speed that State nearly doesn't have a whole ton of you know a true elite speed, but he has become a, a force this in this preseason camp, and now it looks like he's right there with you know right there behind Woody Marks. And he's going to get a ton of carries this year. If you go back a few months, I was like, okay, that's your fifth running back, and he'll definitely redshirt. And now you're talking about him being maybe your second leading rusher. That that is a huge surprise, and it shows you once again that you know, I, I, as a guy who believes that stars matter, and a guy who believes that you know you would be you're a better team if you have a bunch of four and five star guys on your team. But Mississippi State continues to find guys that are underrated every single year, and it feels like they found another one in Seth Davis. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited about the prospects of him being, you know, a difference maker in year one. Um, I've been excited about Seth Davis for a while, but I didn't know if he would be ready at this point. Him kind of emerging, because I I feel like we know what those other guys can do. I mean, we've seen enough from Simeon Price, and uh, we've you know, Kevon Lee led Penn State in rushing for two years, so he's not a scrub. Jeffrey Pittman looked really good in the spring. For him to move ahead of those guys, that means he's doing something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's pushed ahead of all three of those guys, two of which who have played Power 5 football for two years, another one who is coming into year three in college football, for him to already be number two, I think they got something special here with Seth Davis. And I – I thought he would be really good in the air raid. I thought they could use him in different ways, but I think he's really going to explode in this offense. When you think about what Kevin Barbe does with pre-snap motion, putting guys all over the field, getting the ball in their hands, whether it be swing passes or uh, jet sweeps, or maybe even you could line him up in the slot a couple of plays and, and let him run a route or something. I mean, they're going to do some things with Seth Davis to get him in space. And even if he's not in space, he's such a unique runner that you can run him in between the tackles to, for success. Like, he's not going to be a guy that is a gimmicky running back. He's a old-school Texas running back in, you know, a little stick of dynamite. So, I, you know, I think that you got something special here if we're already talking – on, uh, you know, 10 days before this, nine days before the season starts, if we're talking about this guy is going to be the number two back and he's going to get number two back carries, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's probably going to be your starter next year as a sophomore, and um, that's exciting to me. You know, when, when you think about Seth Davis and his size, like I think a lot of Mississippi State fans are immediately going to, like, have a, a post-traumatic stress flashback to Brandon Holloway going up the middle. But yeah. it, but I I agree you know he he's a different he's not the same kind of back that Holloway was, um, I, he's and, low center of gravity yeah um not I wouldn't even Holloway call him a just speed ball. that's what he was yeah he was just, just yeah. speed Seth Davis has has like you said played big time Texas high school football and carried the ball there now obviously huge difference between that and the SEC but he is a different style of running back that being said. I'm going to trust Kevin Barbe to put him in, in situations where he can he can be most effective, and I don't think you'll see as much up the middle from him as you did from Brandon Holloway, especially just you know I don't think that on third and two, 
third and one, they're going to hand the ball off up off the left guard's butt to a dive. Him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. So no, but I do think that they can run him in between the tackles. Like right. I, I don't think that he's incapable in this league to run between the tackles because he's so elusive. He kind of sneaks behind. It. I mean, you kind of lose it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen guys that have had a lot of success that have been smaller individuals in this league or in the Power Five. We talked about Deuce Vaughn, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Josh Robinson. Do you know the name that, that that when I see Seth Davis that I think of is Dexter McCluster? Yeah, sure, sure. I, th- I see, I see some of that in there. You you don't have to be a um, Nick Chubb, right? Cadillac Williams running back to have success in this league. Right. A lot of times, you know, speed kills, man. And, I mean, the speed and elusiveness that he has and the ability to bounce off tackles and, you know, like we talked about the other day, Arnett mentioned it too. He's just not a guy that you're going to be able to square up in an Oklahoma drill or something, linebacker versus running back hits head-to-head. It's not going to be that easy, you know. He he's got he can swim, he can spin, uh, he can make you miss. He's going to be a difficult guy to account for, and this is very good news to me. I thought he would get lost in the shuffle, and in, in year one, but the fact that he's standing out right now, mm-hmm. that's a very very good sign. When you have the running backs that you have in that room, I don't think it says anything about those other guys. I think it says more about Seth Davis. And then you mentioned Percy Lewis. Yeah, it, it appears like he's on track to win that left tackle job, which the similarities to that situation and what happened with Martinez Rankin, like a highly rated JUCO guy, but wasn't ready to play that first year, uh, ends up redshirting and then becomes, you know, a, a stalwart over there in a high NFL draft choice. You hope that's the path that Percy Lewis is going to follow. It definitely provides you with some extra depth on the offensive line because Dollar Bill can then become a guy who swings inside or plays tackle for you wherever you want him to go. But again, it's another situation where it feels like from a ceiling perspective, you're you're higher with Percy Lewis than you are with Dollar Bill at that left tackle position. And you, and you might have a guy who can be there for a couple of years for you and be a big-time player. Yes, and this is kind of like Seth Davis. I mean, these are really talented guys – that you want to see they they need to start emerging at some point. And Percy Lewis, you signed him out of high school, I mean out of junior college as the number one offensive tackle in the country and the number two player overall in the entire junior college system nationally. So him being on special teams or struggling to get to the number one spot, That's that would have been very concerning. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're at the tail end of camp here and every day now it seems like he's emerged as the top guy at left tackle, that is where he needed to be. Uh, we've seen guys come to Mississippi State, been incredible offensive tackles that didn't get it year one. That's not always a, a scary thing for me. Tyree Phillips. Yeah. Martinez Rankin, mm-hmm. Charles Cross, those guys redshirted in year one. They didn't even they didn't even uh, play. Year two is when you start to make make that jump, and that's what we're seeing here with Percy Lewis. So it's not always a red flag if a junior college guy or a, a five star or a high, highly rated four star kid 
doesn't start or doesn't play a whole lot in their first year. It's a tough transition, even for the best. But year two is where you really want to see that big jump, and this is a sign of development for Percy Lewis. He goes from, you know, to almost 400 pounds to, I think, 350, 340, something like that. He's trimmed up. Mm-hmm. He's gotten quicker with his feet, and he's starting to blossom into what you want out of an NFL-caliber offensive tackle in this league. And think, I think this makes Mississippi State much better up front if he's there. Do you think that he would have, have be going through this this kind of, of of upgrade and transition if State was still in the air raid, or do you think this new offense sort of suits him a little bit better? That's a good question. I think that this offense has helped him. If you look back at his film at Gulf Coast, he was an absolute mauler up front at left tackle. Pass pro is something that takes a – uh, a little bit to get used to. And for a lot of these offensive linemen, they play – I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of these offenses in Mississippi are catered to the run game. They're a little bit uh, – I don't – watered down isn't really the word. It's just you fit your personnel a little differently in the state of Mississippi than you do, say, Texas. Texas, you're going to see a little bit more sophisticated offenses as far as the passing game's concerned. More guys running air raid, things like that. And their offenses run that run that here, but you're going to see a lot of option here. You're going to see a lot of eye formation, a lot of stuff that is built around big offensive linemen, big running backs, quarterbacks that can run. It's a little different offense in the state of Mississippi than what you see at you know, California, Florida, Texas, places like that. So this is an offense that fits Percy Lewis, that fits his style, that fits his um, body type. You know, physically, he's not an air raid offensive tackle. Just, you know, just looking at him, that's not the, the guy that you would think is running an air raid offense. I think he's a guy that's built for this mentality. Dollar Bill is the same way. Cole Smith. All those guys are uh, – Cam Jones, all those guys are built for this kind of offense. They want to be the aggressor. They, To me, you know, dropping back 70 times a, a game is playing the defensive, even though you're on offense. You're trying to protect. But in this style of offense, these guys can be the aggressors. These guys are firing off the ball. These guys are pushing guys around. They're not dropping back, you know, three steps to, to – defend the defensive end more often than not. This is going to be an offense, I think, that fits guys like that. You mentioned Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, by the way. I'll be there today. I'm at Sports Talk Mississippi, live at MJ, MGCCC uh, for yes. today's remote. So it's, it's uh, what are they, the Tigers? Is that what they are? It's Meet the Tigers? No, they're the Bulldogs. They're the Bulldogs? What yes. What thing that I got then? I thought it said Meet the Tigers. Well, aren't they? I know at Colin, didn't they do some high school stuff when y'all went to Colin? They did. Is but it, I don't know. Is it a? Is it? Did they have some high school events there? It just says meet. Okay, it is Bulldogs. Yeah, it just says meet the team. I, I got the T in my head and thought it was Tigers. I don't know. Where you're gonna have to get? You're gonna have to do some research before you go to a remote. Not do really. some research on what they, you're they doing. They give you. They give you the sheets of paper that has everything on there. I don't have to know anything. Good grief. 
All right, let's talk defense. Let's uh let's let's switch that up. Let's move on into that. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whenever you're looking to cook beef, if it's just for a late night or a weeknight meal, or if you're looking to do something big on the weekends when you're cooking out, beef is always the best alternative. It's great. It's good for you. It's easy and quick to cook, or it can be something that you take a long time and really put a lot of pride into. It's great stuff. And of course, don't forget, whenever you buy beef, you're helping out our 15,000 beef providers here in the state of Mississippi doing nearly one half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness in Mississippi each and every year. That's a lot of money, and you know we got to keep them going. So I'll eat a steak to help Mississippi's beef farmers. I suggest you do the same. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. And as I mentioned earlier, they are a Bulldog Initiative business, so when you support Two Brothers, you are supporting the Bulldog Initiative and Mississippi State athletes. So, What a great situation. You get to support MSU by eating a delicious meal. How can you go wrong? I suggest that you cannot. Head to the Cotton District this weekend and every weekend you're in Starkville and enjoy a great meal of smoked southern soul food from our good friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Nobody stays open that long unless they're taking care of their customers. 48 years, that's the proof is in, is in that pudding right there. So if you need technology for your business, you need a copier, a printer, new computers, new laptops, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need to get service on something that they've sold you, it's just a phone call away. And not a phone call to a 1-800 number and a call center where they're going to put you on hold for 30 minutes and tell you how important you are, but not really. No, this is somebody in Mississippi. They're going to pick up the phone, and a lot of times they're going to be able to help you the same day because they're in Mississippi. So give them a call and find out what kind of difference they're going to make for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, that's where your next polo or pullover for this football season is going to come from. Great styles, great name brands, but most importantly, they have the logos that you guys are looking for. And not a huge logo that takes up three-quarters of the shirt and comes with neon flashing lights. Nice, subtle, understated polos. That's what everybody wants to wear, and that's what they've got for you at The Rogue. So shop at The Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. So who are we talking about? Def- oh, I'm sorry. Who are we not talking about defensively that we're going to be talking about a little later in in the season? I I, I feel like Deontay Anderson is not eligible now. He might have been a couple weeks ago, but he's gotten some 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 pub and some juice at this point. I don't know if we can talk about him. Who's who's somebody on maybe on that defensive front line or in the linebacking core that you think hey that that could end up being a big player for Mississippi State. Well, it could be, uh, you know, Travion Williams or Calvin Dinkins. You can uh, talk about, you know, maybe uh, Zachary Tillman steps up as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. I, I think defensive backfield might be your best bet because it really feels like the, the guys up front at defensive line and at linebacker are going to be kind of known commodities at this point. But we don't know what's going to happen in that defensive backfield. There's a lot of guys back there. The If you look at Paul's depth chart and you kind of look at the guys that are kind of bouncing in and out of first team and second team, 
it's hard to get a grasp on who's taken over that other cornerback spot, who's taken over maybe one of those other safety spots, because it feels like Sean Preston and Marcus Banks are probably going to be two of your safeties. Does Isaac Smith end up moving into that Bulldog safety spot? It's there's some there are a lot of possibilities out there. And we're, it's one of those deals where you're over time, the cream's going to rise to the crop. To, so, I mean, it's the cream's rise to the top, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee in the big time. Coffee in the big time. There it is. Um, Isaac Smith is like on the, the borderline of this, right? I feel like we've talked about him a good bit, but I don't know that we've talked about him enough. I feel like that's that that is a true difference maker for Mississippi State, a kind of player that could end that could start for Alabama, that could start maybe not as a freshman, but start for LSU, start for Georgia, because he's just that talented. Um, and I, I I really believe that by the end of the season he'll he'll be in the starting lineup every week, and I think he's going to be a huge difference maker even in this freshman season for him. I could see him being a guy with two or three interceptions, but more importantly, a guy that just you know. Yeah, when I think of Jonathan Abram, I think of he's more of an enforcer. I don't know if Isaac Smith is that same kind of player that he's just going to knock guys out, but I do think he's going to be a, a smart player that covers up some mistakes for MSU in a secondary that's full of, like you mentioned, inexperienced guys. Yeah, and again, if if he's playing in the spring and not injured, I I don't know if there's any doubt that he's a starter or at least very close to being a starter if he would have had that spring to kind of get prepared for this because he did have, you know, kind of the adjustment period where he had to kind of get used to the weight room and the practices and the schedule and all that stuff. But, you know, I I think that eventually he's probably going to move into that position or at least get equal amount of reps anyway. What about, you know, like I said, let's mention the, the the guys up front. Is Jordan Davis a possibility here? I mean, I, I feel like we, we've talked about him, and, you know, it's, it, it, everything with him comes with the caveat of, well, if he can stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, he is a guy who can be a productive defensive lineman for Mississippi State. Yeah, that I mean, the big question is, can he stay healthy? And he's been banged up again in the fall a little bit. It's just, I just don't know if I can count on him at this point with all the injuries that he has and or has had, and he just continues to uh, be banged up. I, you know, I don't know. He, like you said, he's got the ability, but it's hard to tell if he's going to be able to make it. I, I just can't ever get out of my my brain how how good he was in fall in preseason camp uh, two years ago before he got hurt. I mean, he was going doing reps with, against Charles Cross and, and was winning some of those yeah. battles. And 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 I was just like, this is a guy who who looks like he's prepared to make a huge jump and make a, and make himself a lot of money in the NFL. And then that injury happened, and he just has not been the same player ever since then. But I do I do think that yeah, if he could ever you know get to that point. He could be a, an impact guy for Mississippi State. And another guy you mentioned was Calvin Dinkins. I think we talked about Trevion Williams, but Dinkins is the guy that I, there's just I, I just feel another Cam Young sitting right there, and maybe even a little bit higher ceiling than than Cam Young. Um, I, I just feel like you know another big country strong 
kid from that area of Mississippi that I just feel like, you know, Pickering has been so inconsistent through the years. Now, maybe this is the year where he finally breaks through a little bit, but I could see Calvin Dinkins getting a lot of reps. And, and you know, I don't know if he'll take the starting job from Pickering, but I do think he'll be a big part of State's rotation uh, deep into the season. Yeah, no doubt. That's a guy that has been popping lately. You know, people are talking about him. He's obviously got all the strength to be something special, but it's a little more than just being good in the weight room. I mean, you're going to have to be able to fire off the ball. You're going to have to be able to get some depth in there in the de- in the offensive backfield and make some plays happen. But having the strength that he has is a pretty darn good first start, you know. I mean, just like having that as your base is is uh is pretty good. And I always say, if Dave Aranda wanted that kid, then I feel good about the evaluations that Mississippi State made on him as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good point. Dave Aranda is the guy who's uh whose opinion I would trust for sure. So it just feels like the defense has more known commodities on it than the offense does. And there's not that there's not plenty of offensive guys. You know, we didn't even mention a receiver, a guy like you, you said, Jordan Mosley. And I'll be honest with you, and I've talked about it a couple times, but I mean, nobody talks about Jaden Wally anymore. And he's just kind of sitting there waiting to see what happens. And, you know, he could end up being a huge player for state. But but defensively, outside of the secondary, you know, you know everything on the front six. And then the secondary, it, I feel like you're just you're just there's all these names back there. You feel like there's not a guy who's. I won't be surprised if any of those guys, if we come at the end of the season and Marcus Banks has had a big year, if Jordan Moran has had a big year, if Corey Ellington is, I'm just not gonna be surprised by any of those guys. Yeah, no, there's that. That's kind of the thing right now. I mean, you're kind of waiting on some guys to emerge, but there's a lot of guys that we've talked about that have that ability. Corey Ellington, like you said, I mean, some of those defensive backs back there, you know, it's it's right there for them. It's just up to them to go get the job done. And all that, like I said, will transpire over the course of the season. I feel like somebody's going to step up at these different positions and they'll distance themselves from the pack. But there, there are some places where we just haven't seen those players perform yet, and we're just waiting to see that happen. And until the games actually happen, practices are just practice. Yeah. Um, so the Percy Lewis's and the Jordan Mosley's and the Seth Davis's um, and those guys, guys on defense, same thing. We've heard good things about them. None of that means squat until you go do it against, you know, Alabama or Auburn or whoever. Um, there, there's a lot of work still to do. And somebody, when the game, when the lights come on, somebody's going to be exposed either in a good way or bad way. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, one week uh, from today, like I said, college football really gets cranked up uh, in the SEC and in the nation. And then uh, that you know, you know, two days after that, the season begins in earnest for Mississippi State and everybody else in college football. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, and we'll talk some more college football with you guys. Thanks for joining us here today on Thunder and Lightning for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. This has been Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.